This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. So here we are, the final strip net of this 2022-23 season. Uh, so we lost our cup final and with it our place in League One. Uh, it's been a long, long week and at times a long, hard season. Uh, it was always going to be likely that we needed to uh, win all the last four games and we knew to stand any chance we'd have, probably have to win them all. Um, and so it proved. So joining us today to pick through the bones of relegation, uh, the Spartan or non-existent retained list, uh, and to talk about, you know, just general chit-chat, we are delighted to welcome the Mazuma matchday announcer himself, the long-serving or perhaps long-suffering Mark Swindlehurst. Hello, Swids. Hi, uh, yeah, good evening. I've just, just realised then, I haven't been told whether I've been retained or not yet, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good shout, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh you, you might be, has, has Derek not rung you? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that, Derek, believe you me, mate, that's a good sign. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, we always start by talking about the most recent game, our last game of the season, Exeter, um, massive shout out to the very nearly 900 that went there. That's that's official, just under 900. Um, outside the uh, the uh, what was the Wells Tavern and is now the St Anne Well, whatever it is, pub. Uh, fantastic atmosphere. Obviously, people were there for the weekend. Other people got up at silly o'clock in the morning. Coaches, cars, etc., etc. It was a fantastic atmosphere. Uh, it was a brilliant atmosphere from the Exeter point of view as well, because obviously they nearly had a full house. Um, Nil-nil at half-time, Joel. It was uh, it was all going so swimmingly, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I thought we started probably the better side. I think we had a good bit of energy about us. Uh, obviously, Crowley's had that shot that's just gone narrowly wide. But as well as that, I thought we made some kind of dangerous-looking entries into their final third. I don't think the ball, we didn't quite get the get the final pass or get the ball to sit up right to get a good shot away or anything. But I thought, you know, we're showing a bit of energy here. We're, you know, we're looking up for it. And yeah, it, it's promising. And then I just kind of felt we lost a bit of that momentum going forward. Uh, I thought Exeter settled into how they were trying to play. They started moving the ball quite nicely uh, across their back three and then progressing it into midfield. And then just towards half-time, it felt like they were starting to get a bit of a hold on the game. And obviously, we've had the injury to Taylor and uh, we've changed shape to try and match them up. They were playing a back three, so we switched to a back three as well to match them up. And I don't know, it just felt in the second half they really just kind of ran away with it. I think sometimes in the three-five-two, it's it can what can happen is because you've got you've only got one wide man on each wing. It's you know yeah. what either they get pinned back or they get caught the pitch, and it's very easy to kind of and your midfield three are then kind of having to stretch and cover a lot of the ground themselves. 
So it felt like our midfield was getting very stretched and either the, the wide areas were getting left open because of it, a bit more, t- a bit too open because of it, we're going to have uh, overloaded down there or they were finding a man spare in the centre because our wide pl- our midfield players have been stretched out wide. And it just felt, yeah, the, the, the kind of squeeze was on and we were struggling and obviously they've got a goal. They've given us a lifeline uh, between Aaron Chapman, uh, oh, sorry, Jamal Blackburn, sorry, and their, and their, and their uh, defender, the goalkeeping defender, but... Yeah, it's uh, and but we you know we've got the goal, but it's, we've not really built the momentum from there, and they've kind of come back into it. And look, they were what they were always going to want to have a bit of a party on the final day, uh, with it being you know they've just lost six in the bounce, horrible run of fixtures. They want to come back home and have a big party, uh, and celebrate a pretty good first season back in League One. And unfortunately, you know. It's it sent us down, and yeah, I think it's just a shame that after those three wins on the bounce, we just weren't quite up to it on the final day. And you know, the lads gave everything, and I think I, I saw a couple of comments after saying, but you know, the lad, look, they they tried, they worked their they worked their absolute socks off. It's just some games you're just not quite at it as you as at it as you want to be. And I think it was probably one of those ones. But as I've said all season, you can't you can't fault the effort they've put in, you know. And, uh, am I am I alone in thinking? And I don't mind being alone in thinking this, Swift. But uh, you look at the scoreline of three two, and I think that slightly flattered us, didn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, we got, we got the the consolation goal at the end. You know, what, what, one of the th- the only thing I'd add to that is that you know one of the phrases that's been banded around for the last few weeks it's it's, it's the hope that kills you. You know, <laughs> and everyone's been saying that, and right up until you know, so I'm an optimist. You know, and even at the point where they put 14 minutes up at the end of the match, I was thinking, yeah. you know, if we get a quick goal here, it'll yeah. rattle. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, it, it wasn't to be. We didn't get relegated at Exeter. We got relegated over a season, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, and that's the way to look at it. If we'd have escaped, it would have been absolutely unprecedented. It would just been a, an, an amazing tale. Uh, it would have been, you know, it would have been the story of the season in League One, I think, you know, if we'd have, if we'd have escaped it. So, you know, so near, yet so far. And, you know, the, uh, you know, and I know, you know, I keep away from Facebook and the harbingers of doom that are on there. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, the way I see it now is, you know, and forget what's going off on off the pitch. I'm sure you'll get to that in a bit. But, uh, you know, the worst thing that's happened is we're back in League Two, you know, and there's lots of us around who remember that was the holy grail getting to league yeah. two, you know. So it's 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 not like we've been relegated out of the league. It's not like we're back in the, the conference. It's not like we're back in the Northern Premier League where, you know, a lot of us remember as, as being, you know, we're still a league football team and, you know, there's a lot to be hopeful for. And I use the word hopeful uh, uh, advisedly. I think, I think uh, we were coming down from the seats and everybody was looking like heartbroken as you would be, and the players were still on the pitch and getting applauded and what have you. And the only thing I could say to a couple who were looking at me, I didn't know them, and I said, "It is what it is. We've been and exactly what you've said. We didn't get relegated at Exeter. We got relegated because we we weren't good enough over the season." Uh, I said, "But when it comes down to it, nobody's died. You know, it is football. Yes, it's important in everybody's lives, but um, and." You know, we're eternally positive on this podcast, and the simple fact that 
as you said, we're going back to League Two. It's not the end of the world. Um, yes, inevitably, some people will not, you know, come down because they want to see bigger teams like Derby County and possibly Sheffield Wednesday and et cetera, et cetera. Wrexham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Wrexham, Stockport, Bradford, Barrow, Carlisle, if they're still in that division, they're all, you know, all of those teams will bring just as many fans as everybody else has brought this season. It's, uh, you know, uh, no criticism. You know, Crawley might bring 100, but that's just the way it is. But there's been teams that have brought next to nothing, as we know. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. And I, I, I was thinking when he, when he held up 14 minutes and there was a gasp from the home crowd, uh, and it was rightly 14 minutes because, good God, they were wasting some time. But fair play to them. He gave 14 minutes. But in that 14 minutes, he gave us that many free kicks. I was thinking, oh, he's changed his mind. He wants us to stay up because he, everything went our way. And Cole did have a shot over the bar, a header at the back post, which he headed over and another half chance before he actually scored. So it could have been interesting, but it would have been a travesty on the day, to be honest, if we'd have got anything, because um, they destroyed us down both flanks. Uh, and Jay Stansfield deserved his hat-trick. He, he could have maybe had one more and another lad could have had another. So if it had been 5-1, I think we'd have been coming home smarting, but saying, yeah, we were well beaten. But I thought we were well beaten on the day. Just 3-2 maybe flattered us, but that's the way it is. One well, thing I'd add to that is that... Uh... I thought the fans were absolutely amazing. Yeah, you know, to take uh, you know between eight and nine hundred down there, which was as you know, you know we were up at four o'clock to to hit yeah. the road. Uh, to take you know nearly nine hundred down there on a bank holiday Sunday for a twelve o'clock kickoff. Yeah, it's just just fantastic. That's more than we took to Coventry, which was a yeah. Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. So you know, hats off to every single person who. Who made the trip down there? And you know, be proud that you know that, that you played your part for sure. Yeah. And uh, moving on to uh, the unlikely survival of Cambridge, Joel, because um, when they got beat at Burton, we we're thinking all we have to do is win, and it will be okay. And MK Dons are the, are the massive threat to us, and it turns out Cambridge sneaked in. Fair play, good luck to them. Uh, they've beaten us twice this season, so you know that, that you know that's. Um, that's all we can say about Cambridge. Once in a draw. Oh, yeah, we did draw. Yeah, we, we did draw, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, we didn't play very well, to be fair, down there, I thought. But uh, I think, yeah, you've got... I mean, that was the funny thing. It was very doom and gloom for them. But, uh, you know, they, they should have joined the Dino Marmaria Appreciation Society and backed him to get a result uh, against MK Dons on the Saturday, which he did. I mean... If if anybody's had a look at that game, it's absolutely mental. MK Dons had thirty one shots. Uh, they, there's I think the the uh, EFL League One account they posted it on Twitter. Just they felt like it was rubbing in really, but uh, they had a goal mouth scramble at the last minute, and it's worth watching. It's absolutely insane. I, I have no idea how MK Dons haven't pinched a late winner there and and stayed in the division. But yeah, it 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 it, it must be rough for them as well and. But like you say, the window was there for Cambridge on the final day with their game against Forest Green, who not really looked like doing anything funky these last few weeks. Yeah. And uh, both us and MK Dons, we had tough away games. So as much as we knew that, you know, if we if we won, we'd have a really good chance of staying up because MK Dons had a tough away game from Cambridge's perspective as well. They would have said, well, if we win, 
Dame Gay Dons and Morecambe have both got really tough away games. So there's a window yeah. there for us, maybe. So, it, it, you know, it, it was kind of on, they were in the worst position, but also had the best fixture. And from that, we're out, you know, they had a reasonable chance going final day. Just, just to kind of circle back on some of the stuff said about obviously dropping into League Two going into the next season. Obviously, I will, we'll speak about it more uh, as we go on. And about the financial situation, and and if we can figure that out, and if that's going to get solved, but if that does get solved, we've got to remember we've got one of the best managers, uh, best performing managers of the past decade in League Two. You know, promotion with us, promotion with Plymouth. You know, they're, they're really good achievements, and and I think it wasn't on an amazing budget at Plymouth either. You know, they they you know they don't they don't they're not big overspenders down in Plymouth. They've they've won congratulations to them as well for winning League One this year and hundred one points with. At what is supposedly a kind of mid-table upper mid-table budget, you know, it's spectacular, and they, you know, they don't overspend, and you know, he's he's done, you know, Derek's done a great job with them, and he's done a great job with us in League Two. So, you know, I think his hands were a bit tied this year. He's, he's been working under really difficult circumstances, but if we can sort things out, you know, we've got a really good manager at the helm to hopefully, you know, have a crack at things again in League Two. There's no players. <laughs> yeah, just no players, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll come to in a bit, but. Um, We've got a back four, to be fair. Yeah, well, yeah, true, yeah. Um, uh, it, uh, injuries notwithstanding. Um, Swids, the one thing that MK Dons will be thinking, they'll be disappointed to be going down, but they'll probably be thinking, well, there's six points against Morecambe anyway. Well, we're going to change that, haven't we? So, uh, that, and that's, you know, you know, I think there's a, a former manager of ours used to say about fine lines, you know, and that was... One of the fine lines, wasn't it? If, if yeah. those matches had gone the other way, we'd have been out of trouble a long time ago, you know. So, uh, well, a few a few weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, I don't care about Milton Keynes. I really don't. So, we'll we'll beat them next time, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, I'm I'm sort of thinking if we got got League Two, we might stand a chance of getting a penalty at some point because we haven't had one in, in over a year. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm we'll quite glad not to have a penalty. I hate penalties, it's really, yeah, I get well, really yeah, nervous true. about them. <laughs> I feel sick yeah, when true. we get taken. <laughs> Just yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah. there's everything to lose. It'd be nice to have a on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know what if we missed him. Imagine how bad we all feel because we are, <laughs> we have missed him. We're terrible. <laughs> yeah, so actually, so it's, it's a positive not getting any, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Keep it up, Ralph. Yeah, exactly. Keep it up, yeah. Uh, you know, just give us lots of free kicks on the gym box. Yeah. So I'll come to the um, retained list next, uh, or rather the lack of a retained list. Uh, and it seems like everything's stemming from uh, the lack of movement on the ownership, which now um, the club was put up for sale eight months ago. Uh, and obviously Saab Jot has been interested uh, since very early on. Um, I know he attended his first game in late September, so that is eight months. We're in, still in a situation where nothing's happened. Um, and obviously, uh, yesterday came out, uh, Martin Calladine put out a 14-point tweet suggesting that um, maybe it was in Saab and Jason's own interest that uh, they didn't actually sort of progress quickly because they were just sort of like eking it out as long as they could because um, it was good for both parties. Not really good for us as a club, because we can't set a budget uh, to allow us to, you know, not that I'm suggesting for a minute that we're 
you know, we all expected Cole to be going anyway. Um, I'm not surprised by Connor wanting to stay in League One. Uh, he's quite entitled to do that. And the same with Gibbo. Um, they're the main three that were pretty good. You maybe think we stood half a chance with Danny Crowley, but I, I don't I don't really think so. I think he was putting himself in the shot window. Um, and everybody else, maybe Ash Hunter was worth a shout in League Two. Everybody else you could see, yeah, why he was um why Derek wasn't, you know, keen to keep him. But I'm sure he was keen keen to keep a few, but it did surprise. <laughs> I think everybody who looked at the retainers when it came out just used the three-letter word, wow. Uh, and I know you were one, Swiss. I was one. <laughs> Joel, did you swear? <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit. But, you know, it doesn't take much for me to start swearing, to be fair. It's, uh, but uh, I think, yeah, just just on the Martin Tech Caroline thread, I think I think the point he's making, for anybody who's not read it, it's, it's a kind of a, a breakdown of the, of the situation and why the this whole protracted thing is taking so long. I don't think it's necessarily that it's in the interest of Jason and Sarbjot. I think Jason wants his money, that is my prediction. I think it's more that there are difficult it's clear that there are difficulties in submitting the paperwork to the EFL to prove the source of funding and things like that because uh, because he hasn't been failed yet. So to fail the EFL test kind of outright uh, you have to meet a disqualifying condition, which is what Martin's pointing out, and and that's stuff like criminal record. Have your bank? Have you got a bankruptcy record, etc. Uh, things like that. And obviously, he, he hasn't, as far as we know, solved dropped. So then it then moves on to source and sufficiency of funding, and that is presumably what the what the kind of sticking point is, and why it's taking so long. And yeah, and and as Martin's pointed out, we've we've, we've kind of uh, trust Jack, Jack pointed this out a few days before as well. Uh, it's it, the EFL don't have in their regulations; they don't have a, a regulation that allows them to impose a deadline. Now, obviously, we we don't know why that is, uh, if that's on purpose or if that's just something that just didn't get thought of. They didn't anticipate this situation uh, when when they were laying out the regulations. But yeah, that that is. It seems to be that there isn't really much that they can actually do to be able to force a deadline to make the move happen. So that's that's where this kind of impasse has come from. And obviously, like you said, we've seen the impact on on the retained list. And it's yeah, it's I think it's now kind of moving on from the the technical waffle. Uh, yeah, it's just so sad to lose so many players. Like you say, some probably going to be off anyway. Uh, be it because Derek wanted to release them, or people like maybe like Connor and and Cole who were probably going to be looking for League One clubs next summer uh, if we went down. Uh, but then, you know, there, there were others like, you know, I think we had a decent chance of keeping Gibson, you know, and I think he would, you know, he's such a key player for Derek. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's somebody who knows what how to carry out Derek's instructions on the pitch as well. I think that, that does get underestimated in the squad. You know, we've got people like Adam Smith, who was apparently seemed very, very happy at the club, a really good squad member. Yeah, somebody who you know we, we've we've seen a couple of seasons ago what it's like when you've got a slightly disgruntled second choice keeper. It, it doesn't always not always a not always good for squad dynamics. So uh, you know, and 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 I feel for you know people like that because and and maybe people who were kind of fifth maybe might have been offered the contract. People like you know Hunter and Delaney and the who were who maybe were a bit more 50-50, You know, it's just been, kind of been blown out of the water for them. And 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 some of the young lads as well. You know, people like. Uh, Arthur, you know, Andre Andre Mendes de Silva, you know, he's, he's a young lad. He's had a couple of promising loan spells, maybe look towards progressing to being second choice in, the, in a year or two's time. But now 
he's without a club now. He's got a bit of loan pedigree, but he, for a young player, that's a really difficult position to be in. Yeah. So, and and at the end of the day, you know, it, it's got him for us because we're losing so many great players, and 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 I hate that to happen. But also, you know, you got to think about the players as well. You know that some of them would have been hoping for a contract here, and some of them are going to be put in difficult positions from, from that. And it's really sad, and it's really, you know, it's such a sh- it, 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 it's rubbish that this whole ownership situation that has been drawn out ridiculously long has affected the club and the players in this way. It, it, it's it's a it's a travesty, really. And we're left with the six behind. We've got, as Joel's pointed out, Swids, we've got uh, Donald Love, Max Melbourne, Big Faz and Jacob Badeau. <laughs> so we have got a back four. No keeper, but we've got a back four. Um, so, you know, as a six-a-side team gone, we've done OK. Um, and then obviously Jake Taylor and Adam Mayer, uh, which, you know, don't get me wrong, probably all very capable at League Two. Faz and Jake Taylor and Adam Mayer proved themselves in League One. So um, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it and say all is not lost. It's a starting point, isn't it? You yeah. know, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what Joel says there about, uh, the, the, you know, the retained list and, and who... And what I watched a BBC interview today with Connor. Yeah. Uh, I think he would have stayed if we'd have had any money. Uh, I don't think it was a matter of playing League One for him. I think he would have absolutely stayed uh, if, if if we'd have had enough money to to, to, to pay his wages. Uh, you know, he said he was settled in the town. He's, he was happy with the club. He loves the club. He couldn't... God, he was gushing about us. He really was. Uh, you know, to the point where I was thinking of starting up a crowdfunding to... Uh, you know, to uh, to to pay his wages. Uh, what a keeper he's been for us. You know, if 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 we had a stayed up, you know, that, I think it would have been a lot would have been down to him and you know some of the amazing saves he's yeah. made and you know yeah, he's, he's he's general player. You know, player of the season for me with, without doubt. And I am I'm sad to see a, a lot of them go. I really am. Uh, you know, that, the positive spin I will put on that. If you know, if we do get some money at any point, Derek's got his wish with you know. Uh, you know, a, a clean sheet to to start with. Yeah. You know, and if like you know, I think I think it was Joel that said before, if there's anybody that could uh, master League Two, it's it's Derek Adams. You know, and I just hope, I really hope that he stays and he's enthusiastic for the for the season forthcoming. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well, and I, I think you know, Derek, uh, as we've alluded to before, he's uh, he's had a pretty lean time of it. Uh, in getting the squad that he really wanted to enable to stay in that division. But I think we got promoted out of League Two with something like the fourth or fifth lowest budget. Uh, so, um, you know, he, he has performed pretty much miracles to get us out of that division. Um, some would say, well, he, he left us to go to Bradford uh, for the uh, for the coin, which is fair enough, he may well have, but it didn't work out. And he's been, uh, he's been his usual self since he came back. He's, uh, there are people who are, uh, shall we say on social media saying, "Oh, you know, I, I won't go again while he's manager," which is like, "Good, don't." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, on, on I, the Brad thing, he was he was one of a long line of managers who were who they sold the dream of you could be the man to turn around Bradford City. Now he yeah. he's not the first manager that has been encapsulated by drawn by the light of it. Let's be honest. No, true. Yeah, quite so, simply, is the most successful Morecambe manager ever. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, but that, I, I don't, I don't like speculation. I stick away from speculation. So 
you know, the Twitter thread that you're talking about, I haven't looked at that. I don't know who this chap is and what he knows and how he knows anything, but uh, I try and stick away from spe speculation. But I do like facts, you know, and the, f the fact is that Derek has, you know, taken us to uh, League One, uh, kept us up last season, you know, and uh, just just fell short this season. But, you know, either way, he's still the most successful Morecambe manager ever. Yeah, true. I would too, even though we got relegated, it's our second highest. Yeah. Isn't it? We got more points than that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got less points last season. Yeah, we you're got right. Five more points this season. We did, yeah, we did. Which is crazy, isn't it, really, when you think yeah. about it? When you think about the start that we had last uh, last season as well, you know, the really yeah, start until right. about September. And the, the one thing that I will say, obviously, uh, the one thing I, I was I was surmising and trying to be subtle in my intro there by saying it, I think it it, it may well be that it, I could be wrong, but it may well suit um, Jason and Saab Jot for this to drag on as long as possible. And the thing I was alluding to was that obviously we know Saab Jot has paid the last two sets of wages. So the longer it goes on, the more he's going to get shares in the club. That's what I, I was alluding to. I think, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think the, sorry, uh, but I think there is a limit on how much he can inject uh, yeah, there before, is. Before he's he, he just can't. But no, he can't do any more. But the uh, yeah, I don't know what it, the limit is. But no, I, I don't, yeah, there, I, there's but, only so much he can. And I don't. I'm not, yeah, I'm not do, sure do, it's necessarily in their favour for that long. Doing some research, we, we've not reached it yet. I don't think so. You know, that's what I was alluding to. But anyway, um, that was me trying to be subtle, but it didn't work. <laughs> no use being subtle. Just bloody <laughs> say it. So yeah, so I did. <laughs> Uh, but it's interesting. The uh, I know what you're saying, Swids. Um, the Martin Calladine thing it is worth reading um, because um, it, it this no there's no deadline that the EFL can put on on Sarbjot to actually produce what he needs to produce, and that's that's you know, as you said, Joel. It, it, whether it's an oversight or it's something that he'd never come across before, but interestingly. Uh, I was reading Martin's uh, tweet yesterday uh, and I, I read it again just to re refresh myself before I came to do the recording and there were a couple of Wigan fans who were like, well, you know, fit and proper, it's, you know, and they listed what Wigan have gone through in the past 18 months and are likely to get, you know, they've been they've been relegated and likely to get another points deduction next season. Um because of lack of paid wages and the person who's taking it over and blah, blah, blah. So they said that we don't hold out much hope for, for Morecambe, but hope it goes well. And I'm just like, you know, it's, um, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, we're not the only tale of woe is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and if the EFL are serious about not having an independent moderator from the government coming in uh, and looking at football and who's running football clubs uh, and that's what the government have threatened an independent moderator if that if they don't want that they have to get their house in order Joel don't they yeah and I think I think it's a tricky one because there are things that they need to improve but the, I think you, you do have to give a bit of credit where it's due they have improved greatly in the in, in the past few years obviously we've seen things like Berry, and it does feel that they've learned from that and they've, they've been more stringent <laughs> You know, I think if it go back, at, I think people like Steve Dale would really struggle to consider looking at the trouble that I think 
Starbucks obviously got more money than Steve Dale, hasn't he? Because yeah, Steve Dale didn't have any money really when he took over Berry, did he? Well, he bought it for a quid, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. So I think you know they've obviously gotten more stringent on check on, on things like sources of funding and things like that. But it's just one of those really tough things where maybe this thing about the the, the deadline is an oversight, and 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 also you can't. It's hard to like do a character. They can't really do a character test, you know. They they can only really check if somebody's good for the money because you know you can't really just be like, well, you seem like a bit of a dickhead, so we're not going to let you take over the club, you know. It's it's a it's such a tricky one, and you know you never know how things are going to go a year down the line. Obviously, people make projections as part of passing the test. Is is you 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 know you have, you have projected finances for the for the for for the foreseeable, but yeah, it's just such a. It's a tricky thing. I think they are improving at the same time, you know, that was because well, I, I hope still, they are. Yeah, I think I think I they have they are but with us. Yeah, but like, I think they have, but there are still gaps like this this thing with the deadline and it's yeah, and I just hope that there there is a way that we can put pressure on uh, to 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 find a way to solve it whether it's getting uh Sarbjot to finally hand these documents in or if he can't hand them in having him step aside because that's really what needs to happen. It, it needs to be one or the other and it needs to happen really soon. Like, you know, to be honest, within the next couple of weeks, uh, so we can get a budget and, and give Derek the best chance to really properly put his stamp on the squad. Because that's been the trouble these last few summers. No managers you know, we've been changing managers and then last season there've been financial restrictions and, you know, we haven't no managers really had the long-term chance to be able to put a real stamp on the squad and for a club our size, that's that's key. And yeah, we just need it done soon, very, very soon. So uh, let, uh, as it stands now on the, on the second week in May Swins, we've got a 60 side team, so we better be good in the loan market with Greg Strong, haven't we? Well, who knows what's going to happen between now and then, you know. That's, I just I just think it's, it's, it's a bit... Bit early to be pressing a panic button yet. I agree. You know, anything could happen in the next four to six weeks. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, and we, you know, let's 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 wait until whatever happens happens. You know, but what we have got again. You know, stick with the facts. Is we've got a good board of directors. You know, who've who've done us proud. You know, through difficult times over the last uh, few years, and I am sure that they. Uh, have a plan B, C, and D uh, in in the pockets, uh, and are working hard in the background to uh, uh, to you know to come up with something. You know, I, I doubt very much that we're going to start the season with you know with just eleven players and and uh, you know Christian the cat. Yeah, I think what what I would say is it's not necessarily obviously the start of the season is a while away, and there is time to sort things out. At the same time, I think. Not with the ball. I think people. It really, really saddens me some of the things I see on, on, online about so that I said about our board and Rod and Ben and John. They're, they're fantastic. They're, they really are. They work so hard, and you know they come on the podcast and, and they're open when they can be. And honestly, you know the, the work they've done to put the club in the position that it is over the past few years is is amazing, and uh, we should be really grateful and. I get why fans are frustrated, and sometimes it's going to come out. And yeah, and but it's. I think when if I've seen comments go towards our board, and your frustrations are going out the wrong people, uh, people like Ben and Rod, they're not people you should be angry with. I know you want them. It'd be great if they could say more, 
I don't know the specifics of the situation, but they, it's something they do have to handle carefully and be delicate with. So as much as they might want to come out and, you know, have a big rant on Facebook, they they just, they, you know, they, they can't really, I think. So and, and I think, I think, and I think the one thing that's come out this week is that there has been a bit of a, you know, an understandable reaction from the fans because of the disappointment of, of the relegation and, uh, you know, leaving aside, you know, that a lot of people have said, you know, Derek's tactics, et cetera, et cetera. But I think w- one of the things that, you know, <laughs> there's been a clamour for the Shrimps Trust to say something, and there's also been a clamour for somebody off the board to say something. And uh, I, I just, <laughs> we need, it's it's the sort of like, we need to know what's going on. Yes, and I'm, I'm sure the board do. And I'm sure the Shrimps Trust do as well. But we're in the dark. And I think the board are in the dark because we're all waiting for something to happen. And and until something does happen, and when it happens, you know, I mean, perhaps, you know, um, the board are waiting for something to happen before they actually, you know, come out and say, right, okay, this... You know, this is what this is what the plan is. This is what is Plan B, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure that that that's what it is. But I'm speaking from, you know, having spoken to one or two people, and they, you know, they say, well, there's there's nothing to say because nothing's changed apart from the fact that we were relegated and we can't fix a budget and we can't fix a budget because we don't know who the owners are, and uh, that's the tricky situation. So. I'm going to lighten the mood a bit here now because we're obviously we've been fairly doom and gloom for nearly 40 minutes. So um, just as, as a surprise, and I, I didn't prep either of you two about this because I wanted you to go with the first thing that came in your head and, you know, you're allowed to change your mind. But what what was, what? Give you, I'll, I'll give you the question now and let you think about it for 20 seconds. What was your highlight of the season? And... Uh, uh, I know for a fact that uh, my wife, Sally, she's only been a season ticket holder for two years, but she gets it now. She gets it. It's in her heart because it's her hometown. And her highlight of the season was Connor Ripley picking up Alfie May and his little <laughs> legs going back like that and moving him and then finding out on Connor, from Connor on the podcast the week after that he'd said, do that again and I'll bite your effing cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's that's Sally's highlight of the season because she was laughing at that when she heard it on the podcast. So you've had time to think, Swids. You go first. I'm going to go for the easy one. I think you know, for me, it was it was uh, the whole match against Lincoln. You know, yeah. you know, and it's the one that sticks fresh in the mind. Uh, but it felt like you know that this the, the the collective euphoria in the stadium at the end of the match when when we actually. You know, we came back from 2-0 down to win 3-2 and it left us with a fighting chance into the last game of the season. It felt it felt just amazing. You know, everybody was buzzing. Uh, the players were, you know, were visibly uh, moved and the fans were all together. It was the best fans performance of the year. You know, they, they worked hard, you know, getting everybody together and, you know, they were noisy all the way through the match. You know, it didn't go our way to begin with, but then when we got back into it, and you know, we actually, you know, when that winning goal went in, it was like the roof had just come off. So, you know, and the, and the celebrations afterwards, we were full of optimism. 
Uh, and, you know, that feeling doesn't come around very often. So, yeah, that's that's the one for me, if I'm honest. Yeah, good choice. Joel? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll think of some other things to say as well, but I think, truthfully, I, I'm with Swids. It, it was it was 100% that Lincoln win. It, it, it was really incredible. When And I think also as well, the, the context of the bar, the uh, the Barnsley-NK Dons game as well at the same time with them being, yeah. four, with NK Dons being 4-1 ahead and just, we were, we were we were literally relegated at that point, and uh, yeah. and then to come back and then obviously sadly it's not worked out in the long run. But yeah, I think was hitting the nail on the head there. I think honourable mentions, obviously uh, a couple of weeks before against uh, Wickham, that, that last minute winner, because that's got to get an honourable mention. Uh, that uh, a compilation video of Usman Fain uh, tackling people, uh, uh, <laughs> accounts on screens to make from Twitter. Uh, I think that is. Probably one of my hearts of the season. Uh, following Fane's departure, we miss him dearly. Uh, and oh, I think I'd look. I'd, I think I, I'd like to give a shout out to Ryan Delaney's last minute winner against Burton because yeah. that was like it had been such a it been a pretty dour start to the season. Let's be honest. And I, I wasn't at Forest Green actually, so I didn't quite get to experience that. But yeah, it'd been a really crappy game against Burton. And yeah, it was. But it was. Really, it was. It was it, that came out of nothing, didn't it? To get an equaliser from yeah. like 25 yards from the <laughs> centre half who never shoots. <laughs> yeah, and it just, you know, com- completed that nice little Ryan Delaney arc quite nicely. And, you know, and, and you know, all running to the uh, all running to the barrier, knocking the barrier over, barrier <laughs> over, injuring Liam Shaw, who should have probably been sent off earlier that game. You know, <laughs> that was quite a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, beating Accrington. That's always nice. And we can say that because they went down as well. Because if they'd stayed up, <laughs> well, we beat Accrington, that'd look a bit pathetic. But considering they went down as well. Hey, small victories. <laughs> I think because they went down as well, we can feel safe in saying that. But uh, yeah, it's it, you know it's been rough, but you, you got, yeah, that's football. Isn't if, you're, it? if you're allowed an honourable mention, I'm going to mention one thing, uh, and it's just a private one for me. Uh, I'm really lucky that you know, if I stick around at the end of the match, I can see the interviews with the manager and the players. Uh, at the end of the match and uh, there was one particular match just before Christmas where where Quinny asked Derek if uh, if he had any plans for the transfer window in January and Derek did his famous we're skint Derek what you couldn't see and what people can't see at home because obviously the camera's pointed towards uh, Derek Adams is Quinny's face <laughs> when, when, when Derek suddenly came out with all that, and Quinny was like, "Oh my goodness me! I wish I, I wish I hadn't asked that." Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was just a joy to behold. <laughs> <laughs> well, my 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 moment of the season was uh, the two victories, the five 0 victory over, but an absolutely appalling Burton They were absolutely dreadful. Uh, but even better still was the 5-1 hole uh, with Kieran Phillips' nice one too with Jensen Weir to make it get the 5-1 hole against Bristol Rovers, which is a that, fantastic... Ke- oh, freeze. Kieran Phillips had gone by then. Had he? And the the one too with uh, Jensen Weir was against Cheltenham. Was it Cheltenham? Oh, there you go. That's the game then, yeah. Um, that was a fantastic goal. That was a fantastic goal. And I, and I really, really... I, I, I was going to say... The one thing we did miss was Kieran getting injured because he was just, he'd shown flashes right the way through the season of the, the possibilities and uh, they came really, really good. 
And, I, uh, you know, that's my one regret in the fact that we've had so many injuries. But I think Kieran Phillips was the one that really uh, it did for our season. But that's the... Oh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd echo that. It, it was massive. The, the, I think people talk about midfielders creating chances for strikers, and obviously that's important. But at the same time, the striker needs to be doing the work to find the space, to put in the, the hard yards, to work work around the box and find find those areas. And, and Kieran Phillips did that fantastically well, as well as leading the line. And I think we would have stayed up uh, with a few games to spare because we'd hit, we'd hit a groove. Uh, you know, we were we had a formation that worked well and a big part of it was Kieran Phillips. And yeah, losing Kieran uh, Phillips was, was, was massive. And yeah, it, it's such a shame because he's... But hopefully... Yeah, hopefully he comes back from his injury and he's able to make an impact wherever he goes next. I don't think it'll be in League Two. I think it'll be in League One. But uh, yeah, hopefully he goes, because yeah, that that would go in there. I think we probably would have stayed up with a few games to spare if he if he if that hadn't happened. Well, not to go all summer at summer again. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, I, I mean, you know, keeping it, keeping it, keeping it happy. Um, like I say, I still enjoyed the Bristol Rovers one. <laughs> Uh, and, I, I, and bizarrely, I even uh, I even clapped when Aaron Collins scored right in front of us, <laughs> and people were looking at me like I was mental. And I was like, "But you know, but you think, um, don't forget who gave you that first chance in the exactly chance in yeah. League two. But I, I clapped where you came I thought, from. It's, it's Sam Lavelle's sofa. <laughs> I, I clapped because uh, obviously uh, I, I actually felt quite sorry for him because obviously Scott Sinclair had had that penalty saved, so it was like I mean, don't feel that sorry for him. He's got player of the season. Oh, no, no, wasn't. Yeah, fair enough, but there you go. Um, so just a, a quick word, because I know there's been an awful, a lot, a lot of people, I bumped into sort of two people yesterday and two people today on the dog walk who were uh, who were like, oh, I'm, I'm not buying a season ticket while all this is going on. And I'm like, mm, you know, I, 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 you know I, I'm still willing to buy my season ticket. Um, it, it, I understand if people, you know, are thinking, oh, you know, if it was on, on footballing decisions, yes, I get that because we haven't got much of a team and so you wouldn't. But the early bird offer is, is, is and you know, what, what I mean, what would I do on a Saturday if I wasn't, wasn't going there? For crying out loud, I've been going most of my natural life. I'd, I'd be lost. But I do get why people are sort of panicking a bit. But, um, you know, a couple of people on social media have said, oh, I'm not buying a season ticket because Bond Group will be pinching the money and what have you. And uh, I, I've done some research. Joel, you've done some research. That's It's it's not the case, is it? Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I'm no financial expert. I've asked, I've chatted to people who know more about these things than I do. And uh, it's not, I don't think, when, because we're not exactly profitable at the moment and we're just kind of scraping by to break even. It's not exactly as simple as just them having a little hop along into the bank account and pinching a few quid from there. I think, you know, the, the reason they've been able to make off money off the club in recent years is largely because, uh, well, first off, the club's been very, very, very profitable over the past couple of years with the promotion, the cup runs and the player sales. Uh, and I think the way they were able to make money is because they had interest on a loan. A loan, that's it. And it was, exactly. it was a ridiculous amount. Thank you. Uh, yeah. A, a pretty vast, yeah, pretty vast amount of interest on a loan, and and that's what they were able to make money from. Uh, obviously, apparently this loan has pretty much been paid off, and uh, and that we that that's been able to happen because we were making quite a bit of money over the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think there are there are any kind of real simple mechanisms for them to be able to 
feed money out of the club. I think the, the example I, I've liked to use is obviously kind of one of the famous ones that we all know about at the moment is is the Blazers at Man United. And I think part of the but part of the way it's a very different situation to ours. Obviously, part of the way that they've taken money, I think, is off interest repayments on the loan that they used to buy, to buy Man United initially, and also as well things like share dividends, and and that's something they can do because Man United, you know, as we all know, makes a shed load of money. You know, they're a, they're one of the biggest you know, brands in the yeah, world. Yeah, they made, they made up upwards of thirty five quid last week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mental, isn't it? <laughs> So the the, the the you know they're a massive big money making profitable brand and they can dip into that they are able to dip into that pot so it's a very very different situation with us so in terms of the season tickets I don't it's, I don't think it's anywhere near as simple as just they'll just pinch your street season ticket money so yeah I think it's important to try and get that information out there yeah and, 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 you can't do that it's a viable you know it's it's a business at the end of the day you know and you can't just come and take money out the tills. You know, yeah. it's, it's going to be run in a fit and proper way. And that's why we have a board of directors. You know, I think the uh, the issue is it's about, you know, how much income are we going to get? The the, the uh, solidarity payment is about £400,000 less in, in League Two. You know, uh, the billboards are probably a little bit less now. You know, and, you know, as everybody, you know, times are hard. You know, has everybody got the money to, uh, to pay for the advertising? You know, there's, there's a lot to contemplate. I think, uh, uh, for sure, for the, uh, for the for the directors, and uh, you know, they, they've got to cut the cloth and corner. They've got to be responsible. And what we what we wouldn't want them doing is spending money they haven't got. You know, so yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's 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 interesting. We've just got to play our part. You know, I, I'm a big believer in not worrying about stuff that we can't affect. We can't affect any of this. The only thing no. we can do positively is, you know, and it's it's easy for me to say because I don't buy a season ticket, I'm a volunteer. Uh, is you know, let's let's keep supporting the club. Let's do let's remain as positive as possible. Let's all be there, you know, whatever happens. Let's all be there uh, in in August when the season kicks off again, you know, and, and get behind whoever's playing for us, uh, and and do our part again. That's what supporters do. And I think it's worth mentioning that uh, the, this question was asked uh, on social media a couple of weeks ago after the Wickham game, and Rod Taylor came out and said, when season tickets uh, are announced, rest assured that the money will be going, you know, to pay for the running of the club and for signing players. Uh, how much did it work out a match? Sorry, seven, How much did it work out a match? Is it about seven, seven or eight quid? Yeah, it's seven pounds something. It's gone up about a pound, just about a pound a game, just over a pound a game. And I think it's, it was six pound twenty-five last year. It's something like seven pound forty something now, which is amazing. It's brilliant. And if you get the early bird in May uh, for standing at the barter card, one hundred and seventy-nine quid. It's gone up twenty-nine quid. That's not a lot, is it? When all said and done, and uh, yes, I know one hundred and seventy-nine pound is a lot of money. It's a lot of money to me. Me and me and the the missus get a season ticket and obviously work it out. It's you know neck end of uh, just under four hundred quid, so it's a lot of money. But the 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 you know we meet up with other people, as you alluded to the Lincoln game. We had more Morecambe fans there than ever. I mean, I I think about the Lincoln game and uh, when years ago when Peter McGregor let people in for free against Dagenham on a Tuesday night, we got four just over four thousand. And that was for free. And yet we had 5,200 Morgan fans paying in against Lincoln. Uh, so that's how far we've come. And um, the obviously average attendances came out 
uh, this week, uh, and we were fifth, fifth or sixth from bottom with four and a half thousand. But if you'd have said to me, you know, we it took twenty years ago, you're going to get four and a half thousand every week, I'd have laughed you out of town. But it I, remember be- his, I remember his worrying that we weren't going to get a thousand when we went up into the conference. The conference, yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, we're going to get a thousand fans from. Yeah, exactly. And that was, uh, you know, and Eddie Weldrett wouldn't mind me saying that. We'll, we'll get 800, we'll lose money on the travel. And Eddie would, he, he admitted it, he, he'd admit it now. Uh, and he was chairman at the time, saying we'll never get that. And yet, you know, in our poorest crowd, poorest crowd in the early years of the conference was always uh, 1,012. And uh, that, I think I think that was uh, Neil Marsden's go-to uh, <laughs> go-to crowd for when we were, you know, whatever it was, a thousand and twelve. Put that down. So, so to get four and a half thousand is amazing, and it'd be lovely to keep, you know, to keep uh, a lot more than uh, than we had when the last time we were in League Two, because the last time we were in League Two, our biggest crowd of the season was sixteen hundred against Tranmere, and that was it. That was the only crowd we had. So, uh, you know. We, 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 we're going to be going forwards, aren't we? But um, it'll be interesting to see what ha- what happens and how many season tickets do sell. But I just wanted to reiterate that, you know, the, the, the club, we need we need the fans to stick with us, don't we, guys? 100%. And inevitably, there'll be those that drop off. Absolutely. But I tell you what, you know, from where we came from in that uh, last season in League Two, where we, where we were allowed fans into where we are now, I, I guarantee you there's a lot more people now are hooked on it, feel part of the club. You know, yeah. it's still got a good positive feeling around it. You know, match day is still pretty special, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm really confident, especially at those prices, that people will, will, will stick with us, fans will stick with us. You know, and, and who knows, if we stand together, we stay together, who, who knows what, what we can do next season. And a, a, a little bit about you, Fritz. As a, a volunteer and the match day announcer, how long have you been doing this now? Yeah, uh, uh, thirty-one seasons. Thirty-one. I couldn't. I can't believe it. You know. So uh, it is. It's Joel, how old? Are, Joel, how old are you? Twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that puts things, things into perspective, Swids, doesn't it? Yeah, I used to look like Joel when I first started doing it. That's that's the thing. Full <laughs> uh, head of hair and a winning smile, you know. And yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, and look at me now. So be careful, Joel. Blink, blink, and it is a blink, and uh, you end up looking like us too. I know. Yeah, yeah I can't, can't be doing with losing my barnet. <laughs> no, well, I never thought I would. <laughs> no, no, but I'm, I'm looking at your dad, Joel. I think you're safe. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think yeah, the, the genes are in my favour on that point, aren't they? So 31 years since since I did my first announcement, I can't remember even what it was. I remember being very, very nervous and I wrote myself a little script down because I was standing in for Steve Mids because obviously Steve Mids used to do it before me. And he did yeah. it, he did it, you know, until goodness me, about 2001, he was the main match announcer. Uh, yeah. And I just I stood in for him or we'd take it in turns, that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I used to have myself a little script so I wouldn't mess it up. Uh, and it didn't stop me messing it up, and it's, it still doesn't now. But yeah, so yeah, it's uh, there's, there's been a, a lot of names that I've read out over those years. A lot. Listener, listen, uh, the, the Burton Albion team sheet from this season made me chuckle because <laughs> because it, it, it was it was uh, there was like Offy Larger and blah blah blah, and they all had and it was like so funny because if you read them out, you, you actually went and here's the Burton team. 
Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the second time I did it. So, the, yeah, I think the, the first time it was like, oh, my goodness me. And then the second time, right, here we go. So what I always do is I always go to the away journalists and uh, ask them how it's it's pronounced and write it down phonetically. Uh, so, uh, But it doesn't always help. No. And uh, I, I want to talk about a couple of my favourite moments. Uh, and uh, one of them that you got, we, we got a little bit of a complaint about was uh, a, a game. A game we played at Christie Park against, against uh, Hereford. Sorry, the dogs barked in here. I'm, uh, in the in the middle of a podcast, and the dogs gone. Just let me let him out. <laughs> you have to edit this out, Joel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, leave it. Leave it in. It's just rolling. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I remember that game against uh, Hereford at Christie Park where um, you you wished all the Hereford fans, what did you say to them at the end? Uh, we said, uh, you know, uh, a safe journey back to Wales. <laughs> like you do. So I think it was Hereford as well. I think it was the following season because we did get a letter of complaint about that, actually. We actually did get a letter of complaint. And then the season after... Uh, all I played all of the match and uh, a, f a few picks up on it was uh, I'll play just just artists from Wales, you know, yeah. so like Tom Jones and Catatonia and <laughs> yeah, super, super furry animals, Tom yeah. Jones, yeah. stereophonics. I, I picked up on it. I was laughing my head off. I've done a similar thing when Southport came one season when we were in the conference and Southport were in the conference. And uh, I just played, you know, because we used to call them Scouse Sport, didn't we? And they, yeah. You know, they're, they're very prickly about, uh, you know, their... Uh, it's their, in Lancashire. It's in yeah, Lancashire. It's in Lancashire. It's Scouse Sport. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, did, I did the same for them. I just played all uh, music from Liverpool. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a, a, a long, a long, a long and interesting ride. Uh, and I'm really, really chuffed that you, you you're still doing it. I really am because I think you you know for me you're part of the match day, whole match day experience. And I'm fortunate enough to be when when I was doing the commentary for all those years, seeing you close at hand, how easy it comes to you. And believe you me, I just don't know how you do it because I just you know it it isn't easy at all. But you've been doing it that long, you make it look simple. Money's in the post. Thank you. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, check check or post logo. I don't mind. So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, I, pre I do appreciate that. I do appreciate it, and I do I do enjoy doing it. Uh, there's obviously there's times where uh, uh, it's it's more challenging. Uh, there have been challenging times for sure, uh, but you know it's 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 in the DNA. I I do enjoy doing it. I feel like I make a bit of a difference. Uh, so yeah, it's it's. It's uh, yeah, I'll, you know. Hopefully, if we get the if we get the call that I've been retained, I'll uh, I'll be back <laughs> next week. Uh, yeah, Derek, get in touch, please. <laughs> well, I, I was uh, if it had been a home match on Saturday, I, I presume you were going to play down down by status quo at the final whistle. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. Talk, no. Talking to me <laughs> between divisions, somebody's just posted some Facebook. Uh, we're the eight favourites for, for promotion in League Two at the moment. We are, yeah. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh, you see that Derek? You see, isn't it? That's that's uh, the, the that's the uh, Derek's dazzling factor. Yeah, that's it. The Derek Adams factor. 
So uh, let me see. There's people listening to this podcast before we've even broadcast it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, right, and anything from the uh, from the trust, Joel, that you want to mention? Yeah, obviously we've put out a statement the other day because it is pretty concerning what's, what, what's all happening with, with the ownership stuff and how long it's taking and all that. So we did feel it was important to to speak out on that. Uh, I have literally just this evening come from a meeting uh, with the Football Supporters Association. We're seeking a bit of advice on how we should maybe proceed in the situation. And yeah, we, we hope to have a bit more, a few more things to say over the next few days. Obviously, we've got... Uh, we, we we're also hoping to help hold an open meeting because there obviously there are a lot of people who you know are concerned and we just feel it might be a nice thing to do to be able to ask a few questions and people to air a few concerns and just maybe discuss things and help help get people to up to date with the situation because it is a bit weird and tricky to keep up with but yeah just keep an eye on our socials over the next few days and hopefully we'll have a bit more to update and I, and I think the, the the one thing that I will reiterate is that if you listen to this podcast and you're not a member of the Shrimps Trust, I think it's well worth joining because... Yes. Oh, actually, you've just reminded me, which is terrible of me, because he literally oh. texted me uh, 20 minutes ago uh, to remind me to say this. But yeah, Jack just wanted to say we we, we do want to thank everybody who has uh, signed up uh, in, in the past few days because we've had a big influx following all yeah, this kind sure. of news. And uh, so we are grateful for that. And if you haven't, keep keep it up. You know, if you haven't, just you know, please feel free, please do, because you know, it's the more members we have, the better. Uh, and Jack does just want to say he uh, he's sorry for not responding to everybody yet. Just we've had such a big influx, and we've had a lot of other things that we're kind of looking to sort out as well. So uh, they they will get seen to, and we we will get them sorted. But just at the, there might just be a little bit of a delay at the moment. But uh, yeah, thanks to everybody who's signed up so far. Because uh, yeah, I'm yes, please. Yeah. yeah, go on. Yeah, because I'm I'm just looking around. I'm sat in a little bar here, and uh, I've just realised that. So this this year, the Shrimps Trust gave out these uh, these coasters, which are amazing. But I've only got two, so if they could do it again next season, <laughs> I wouldn't mind having uh, having another two because myself and uh, my son will be signing up. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Send me that one, and then uh, send it on the. Yeah, I just I just need two more. I'll put an appeal out. <laughs> Feel yeah. For the uh, the shrimp trust goodie bag for the uh, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Hey, um, I, I appreciate there's been uh, yeah, you're welcome for the for the reminder there. I didn't know you were going to say that, but I just thought it's yeah. it's a good way to finish. <laughs> uh, it's been a a, fun, a roller coaster ride as it always is watching Morecambe Football Club. Uh, thanks to Swids for coming on and uh, the pricey of the season and Exeter and everything else. Um, we obviously get a summer break, just like everybody else. We'll be back probably the week before the season starts, Joel, to talk about the uh, multitude of signings and how the uh, friendlies have gone. Um, I think we start on the first week in August. I uh, so. Yeah, and the fixtures are out on June the 22nd. That's your next, uh, that's your big date to look forward to. But obviously we want some marquee signings before that. Uh, you know, we want we want somebody to come in, buy the club, yeah, get Connor back, you know, etc. etc. Et yeah, it's all gonna be happening, but we can only try. But uh keep your eyes peeled. Uh Swim's Trust will keep you informed in what's going on. Try and be positive. I, I don't think personally, I don't think the situation is as bad as people are painting it, but that's just me because I do look at things with 
uh, a glass is definitely half full, not half empty. Um, but I know you do as well, Joel, and I know you do as well, Switz. So we're probably all singing from the same hymn sheet. But from that point of view, uh, it's been a fantastic season. We've enjoyed our two years in League One. Thank you for listening to this. I know so many people came up to me last week when we were outside the pub saying, really enjoyed the podcast, you know, blah, blah, blah. You could do this, you could do that and the other. I take all those ideas on board. It was really nice that you got in touch and, and uh, took the time to listen. Uh, that's it, really. We're going to finish now. We're going to have the summer off. We're uh, going to come back all refreshed and full of vim and vigour, uh, probably the first week in August. Joel will be uh, going off to sunnier climes, <coughs> as he's probably swims. So uh, have a nice holiday. Thank you to uh, both of you for doing today. And thank you to Joel for being my uh, co-partner. And uh, I couldn't do this without you. And uh, it's uh, it's been an interesting season. And next season will be interesting as well. Keep the faith. Up the strokes. <laughs>